Mr. Sebastian, as you may remember from, what was it, behind the Iron Curtain episode many years ago. About, what, three years ago now? Yes, about that. What have you been doing since buying new Raider records, right? Uh, yeah, there, there was like, what, there would have to be two or three that came out since then, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One every year or something like that? I don't really follow them. I just kind of got up on Black to the Blind today. Okay. Because I got a good album. That's a good album. Yeah. But I still like, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, what is it? Revelation? Yes. It's the last album with Doc on drums. Yeah. Revelations. So the old school Vader. Do they have enough lineup changes, though, to be like, that's like the, you know, classic Vader? Or has it just been one change? They were, you know, like the lineup was stable for quite a while, I think. And, up until Revelations, and then, you know, the after Doc left, everybody changed, I think, eventually. Well, you knew, like, Doc's wife and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Me and him, we kind of talked a lot online, like, especially, like, during the time when, when he was out, you know, with, with his injury. He, he, he kind of, like, broke his hand or cut his hand in the studio when they were recording. <laughs> that kind of put him out for almost, I think, a good year or close to it. Really? At that point, Peter had to... uh find somebody to replace him you know then he kind of just like decided to keep that guy you know and then he kind of hit the uh rock bottom with the drugs didn't he Doc. Well, I, you know i think he started doing some other shit like he was involved with a couple other bands and you know he, i don't know i think it was just one of these day, these situations where he was clean for too long and then you know when you go back to it right away after like being clean for so long it sometimes it kills you and i think that's what it did that's my guess, you know. Didn't they find him like a subway? I think it was a restroom in a in a railway station. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Then he had like a kid too at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how old this kid is now, but at that time, I think he had to be like maybe three or four. Jeez. So so yeah, yeah. I'm 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 kind of friends with his wife still on Facebook. I mean, we don't talk much, you know. I think she's remarried since then and. She had another child, which is a girl. But, uh, but I mean, you know, I still am friends with her, so I see her post every once in a while. But you knew that one dude then that uh, wrote the lyrics and stuff. Yeah, like back in the day, in the, in the old school days. What's the guy's name that you knew? Uh, Adrian. His real name was Paul. You'll see, like, on the albums, it's usually, he refers to himself as Adrian. I think he wrote a lot of shit for uh, Black to the Blind. Oh, he was still alive around then, then? Yeah. I think Black to the Blind would probably have to be the last record that he wrote anything for them. Um, I think he's he's written some lyrics for them on the previous albums, too. How old was he when he killed himself? I don't know exactly, but I would have to say it would be probably some somewhere in his early 20s. Wow. Quite early. Yeah. That's kind of weird, though. You never really hear too many bands that are have different guys writing lyrics yeah yeah i i don't think vader writes like peter himself 
writes writes most of the music. He would always write the music for the albums, but as far as, as far as the lyrics, I think there was somebody else that would always help him out with it a little bit. What just because English is this? I think just in general, you know. You knew that guy. Like he had letters. You used to correspond. Uh, Adrian. Yeah. You mean no? Me and him, we actually went to high school together for a year. We sat in the same. Well, that's right. Because you had like a uh, a school picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 funny. It's interesting. We go back a lot. We go back a long way because I went to first communion and he went with me. He was in my religion class when when we both went to first communion. So we had to be what seven or six. When we took the group picture, he stands right above me. <laughs> so I still have it somewhere. My mother actually knew his mom too. His his mother was a pharmacist. Really? Yeah. But you didn't know like Vader and stuff at the time. So how did you um, get that gig? The Vader dudes, I only heard of them. I mean, they came with D-Site in 1991, I think, or 1990. They toured for the first time in the United States with D-Site. That's how I got to actually personally, physically meet them. It was easy, you know, because it's like you're in a USA yeah, touring the U.S. and and some Polish guys come up to you. You know, it's rather uncommon. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, I had a lot of. It was me, you know, being here for quite a few years already. So I was kind of curious what the scene was in Poland like. So I was, I talked to them a lot. You know, and they were cool. That was their first album that they released, uh, Ultimate Incantation. I think mm-hmm. right away they didn't have anything else past that at that point. So it was it was Ultimate Incantation and whatever they had on Morbid Rake, which was pretty much the album. So what was Adrian even like, though? He was an interesting individual, and very, very much so from the very beginning. I remember him always being super smart, and I think his parents just kind of raised the barrier for him way up there, you know? Yeah. And he was expected to perform. But he was also, like, quite into it, you know, like an A-plus, great kind of student but then when he got older he got into metal quite deep too like he would translate mm-hmm. every fucking album i think that's how he got into writing lyrics eventually because he was translating a lot of albums into polish it was interesting because like merciful fate album don't break the oath mm-hmm. he had that thing translated and it's got it's actually quite difficult to translate for i remember when i you know there's a lot of like french references in there too that he was able to kind of like figure out really yeah there's like French words and shit. And then after that, he got into uh, Satanism and shit. And we had this this magazine that would come out like monthly. It was called uh, Music Maniac or something or Music Magazine. And he actually had his own section in there too, writing about like Aleister Crowley and stuff like that. And so he got deep into, into uh, I should say, occultism, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. It was just a dark, dark guy, and he had a very specific look to him too, like really thick glasses, kind of nerdy looking guy, you know, with a really funny voice too. That's just crazy too to think that's like you need to know this guy that can translate lyrics to you. Because I hear I like this band, and then you know you kind of take it for granted as a listener that would otherwise be in the. If I liked a Polish band, I'd be curious. You know, I ask you all the time, like, what does this Polish word mean, and all that kind of stuff. So they hadn't to know the guy that's like, hey, I could tell you what this is in Polish, you know, because you wouldn't otherwise, you wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. You know, you probably hardly know how to say the band's name, let alone read their lyrics and all that shit. Do you think that that kind of is one of the reasons, though, that Vader would want to use someone else to write their well, lyrics? Yeah, probably, because they want to make sure that everything's like on the money with translation. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's hard, man. Like translating certain lyrics, it's it's not the easiest thing either. Well, I would imagine. Because, you, know, you, know, you want it word for word, and it doesn't always work like that, you know? 
Yeah, then plus you got to just even like context. And I'm sure there's a huge difference between Polish and English, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the wording, too. The proper wording to kind of carry the message, you know? Yeah. Like I've seen, there, you got to read some of the Graveland lyrics, too, man. I, I'm almost one Graveland? Of Graveland, yeah. Why is that? Uh, shit, man. You have, to, you have to read some of their lyrics. Because so, <laughs> it's really badly translated so it's it's fun like magnus translation yeah yeah as you may have heard recently jim sadist of nunslaughter and many other bands has had a stroke and while he is definitely recovering i was able to see him in the hospital and he was definitely making some recoveries but he's definitely got a long way and there's been a lot of efforts made in which to help him because you know even in a day where he may have medical insurance or people that are looking out to help for you that really isn't going to uh, account for the time out of work he's going to need to even get back to freaking, I don't know, learn how to walk or even talk or all the other things are going to even handicap him. That's what we're here looking out for so that he can take the time out to get better because knowing Jim, he would never really even want this. He'd, you know, fuck this. I don't want people to go and give me a sympathy card because this is my problem. I'll deal with it. And as a friend, knowing that Jim would be kind of like that and that's commendable, but at the same time, you do need help. And the fact that uh, there's that many people that do care is really fucking cool. And, you know, they just want to see you better. So why not give it to them? Hell's Headbangers is doing a fundraiser where it is the entire Spawn of Satan discography. So that would allude to the fact that a lot of that stuff's pretty rare at this point. So some rare stuff that you may not be able to acquire um it's a a digital download where you can download it all um you could throw in however much you want to donate to it and you get that download if you're not interested in the download there's also a gofundme account which is also on the same page as the uh hell's headbangers uh spawn of satan donation and you can find that spawn of satan donation at uh the Hell's Headbangers Bandcamp, and that's just uh, hellsheadbangers.bandcamp.com, and you'll, you'll find it on there, and click on that link, and you can do it all through there. But a lot of people want to spread good vibes to Jim. If you've met him, you definitely know that he's always given stuff away, always been a very generous and supportive person to any band and stuff. For me personally, you know, I've been even a part of many different projects outside of Nunslaughter. I've done Spawn of Satan, Nordic Mist, and uh, even recorded a few of his other bands that... Uh, you know, I hadn't played on, but, you know, you know, helped make the craft. Uh, so I and I know knowing Jim that anyone's, you know, wanting to spread good vibes, the best good vibe you could possibly spread to him would be that people are listening to his music. So I'm going to play a song from uh, Spawn of Satan. This is from the first ever Hell's Headbangers release on the label, period. Uh, and this is uh, from the Blood Six Split. This is The Everlasting Terror. Church pray for the dead, crippled by Satan's curse, the everlasting terror. Your cousin's soul plunge into Lucifer's abyss. Son of God, torn from the cross, a roaring sacrilege. Demons laugh at epitaphs 
Commander of the Blood Crusades 
That was Nordic Mist with The Conquest of the Undead King. And yet another project that uh, Jim did outside of Nunslaughter and and actually the only recorded music that's been released for Nordic Mist was uh, a split with the band Tundra, which was also a a side project of Dawn of the Dead from Nunslaughter. It only came out on CD and it's kind of been long since sold out, at least through Hell's Headbangers. So if anyone that's interested, I'm sure it's floating out there somewhere. And that's the Tundra Nordic Mist split CD. I guess a cool backstory, though, behind this recording was that uh, he originally had it recorded back in 1997, and it was on Reel to Reel, so it was analog. And uh, by the time, because this release came out, which I don't know, I don't really remember at this point, but I think it was man, 2008, maybe at the latest. And so when he decided to finish the project and had to digitize it when he transferred the tracks over some of them got fucked up definitely wasn't able to spare the bass track and that's how i got involved and just came kind of came down learned to learn the song so not really much on my behalf as far as writing it and stuff but you know it's always fun to be the uh, recorded person that's on the release and gives you that uh, makes that much more sentimental to you to be involved with it uh and, you know i, I I don't, even, I don't know if I happened to change the bass lines or whatever the hell at that point. It's been so long ago, but it was definitely a fun project nonetheless. Well, I bring up Magnus all the time on Hellcast. And one of the and biggest... Today th- is the day. Well, today, and the today is, <laughs> today the, is day. the day we fucking talk about that. Yeah. We, we go to the depth of Magnus. <laughs> and uh, the genius behind it, right? Well, in many ways. really isn't like bringing up Metallica or something where everyone like, gets this image in their head. So Magnus always cracks me up, but I love them at the same time. You know, they're a Polish death metal band. Like, let's just start with his fucking visual look on the stage, you know, and the shit that he had on him. Well, yeah, and this is not, you know, this is in the '90s, so he had these freaking gauntlets and the right, all the, over him though, wearing yeah, it like yeah, a body I armor, mean, fucking a rock. the size of like Kerry King's gauntlet back in the '80s, only like add like times you know, fucking three hundred to it. <laughs> yeah, so you got that factor of this dude wrapped in these spikes like that, and then the fact that they're Polish, obviously speaking English in the '90s or early '80s as that would have been, mm-hmm. wasn't as common as to know nowadays. So you get, and so obviously the lyrics are <laughs> broken English that it, it's fun to read a man very passionately saying, yeah. I just butchered my mother own. <laughs> they always cracked me up to hear that. So, you know, you got this great death metal band on your hands and I, it's always played a very good part in my uh, musical taste because it's got the good amount of seriousness that looks awesome to play the part to be authentic, but it's also just straight up goofballness because yeah. I love the fact that here's this man with these gigantic spikes and you, so you know this, you know the roadie because you grew up with Magnus and uh, how do yes. you say, the, how do you say the name of the town? Wrocław. Okay. Yeah, I grew up with the guys, you know, I didn't really know them so very well, but then when I went back like 20 years later and I got to see them all in one day. You know, they all showed up because they wanted Including to Including the roadie, right? Yeah, yeah, the roadie. The so roadie, what did the roadie have to tell the, you about the, Rob so Bandit yeah. and his spikes and all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, the roadie, <laughs> roadie's a friend of mine to, up until today, and I always see him when I go there, man. He's the one that usually picks me up from the airport. And, uh, yeah, he, he told me some funny stories, too. You know, I fucking missed a lot, man, because I, I was here already when all this shit was going on and when he was doing it, right. traveling with him, you know, I was already here in, in Cleveland. But, um, you know, he had to carry his shit. That was the worst part because he had a giant suitcase where he would put this shit and it was probably 80, 
90 pounds heavy. <laughs> of spikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many spikes do you think uh, are on that guy? You know, uh, like they're on his legs. They're everywhere. He's got a cock piece with a fucking then, spikes on, right? Then, I mean, might as well. And, then, and you know, it's funny because like the roadie never told me this, but we were, we, we went to see a show and there was another guy from, <laughs> from another band that brought that up. And he, you know, as soon as he fucking heard us talk about Magnus, you know, he's like, hey, is it true that, you know, like during, during a show when Rob was wearing his outfit, somebody fucking threw an apple at him <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it landed on one of the spikes. <laughs> and I, I guess he didn't even notice that. It just, it just <laughs> I just butchered my apple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were actually asking my, my roadie friend if that was true. And he says that he, he doesn't remember it. He might have not seen it, but. I just, we all thought it was hilarious, you know. Oh, that's awesome! I, w- I wish there was a picture. So I'm gonna like Photoshop know, that it and was, put it. it that should it be the be like, like cover of the episode because that's like, just such an awesome like, image. So so fucking awesome to see him on stage, man! Like moshing with his head and having an apple on the side, <laughs> spiked with the fucking spikes. Yes. Yeah. The other thing. So you're, you're picturing this dude looking like that, putting on this awesome performance, you know? Because that is. Who who does that? You know who's that fucking crazy enough to want to haul around all that bullshit? Because I I hardly want to wear a fucking vest. I know I know. So you got that, it, it, and then I would imagine it's got to suck on stage too when you're like sweating and shit. You know? Oh and you, and hell yeah! And you're hauling all this weight on yourself, but hell yeah, it is. Imagine then growing up with that. Well, you can't because you were there. And then someone, some asshole brings you this disc and tells you this is well, the singer of Magnus. No, that, well, that, that came in the mail, man. That came in, he, <laughs> I, think, I think when I talked to him, oh, he's, he, he told let's me that he's got... Let's get a little got, more jam well, going. But see, that's an, well, let's listen to this. This is fucking awesome. This is Rob Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> what is this called? Pseudo artista. Pseudo artist. What is the album called? Uh, uh, Say it in Polish. Eventualny Tito. Uh, eventual title. Oh, I bet. Eventual good music's to come too. But the back of it's great, dude. He's got his spikes on. Yes. Like, why would that guy be associated with this music? This would be the best moment to put the apple in there. <laughs> what is he singing? This is incredible. <laughs> My God. Can we can we hear another song, man? Greatest thing about this CD is every song is different. It that. I, I I bet he has variants for the guy and he's from sing, Magnus coming up with this. But but he, you know it, he sings differently too on every song. Listen, just, listen to this song. This does is, he play? What does he do? I this is like read the kind of credits his, here. I can't this, read them though. It sounds kind of swingish, you know. Where's he? He's a is he he's pseudo artiste on this. Yeah. Oh, I'll have a large <laughs> coffee, cream and sugar. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> How do you sit down and write this? <laughs> well, that's Rob for you, man. It's, he's a man of many talents. You know, you gotta give him that. Oh, I give it to him. What's, what was that other band, man? Remember that I he has another band too. 
Ah, uh, uh, the one that sings for kids. What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, we're like listening to this '90s bus style, like skipping CD player. Like, what the fuck's happening? Oh darn, your skip. This skips. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, next. What's this it called? Modashi. This is incredible. I can't believe this guy. What? <laughs> I just like picture a bunch of Polish people on the beach. You know, getting margaritas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Polish equivalent of that uh, Spanish song or Mexican song, I guess it would be. Adios, St. Alvin, zombie. That's the same mood. <laughs> This is horrible. Where, how did you get this? This is incredible at the same time. It's incredible that someone would be like, you know what, dude? You like Magnus, huh? You're gonna love this, bro. <laughs> You're pseudo artista. <laughs> oh my god. I'd be embarrassed. I am embarrassed. Let's hear another one. Oh, we will. I almost. You're right, though. Every song's different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every song's got its character. And no, its this story. Is, right? This is starting to touch me. There's one huh? song where he sings about himself being a metalhead. Yeah, let's hear that, because I don't know if we can uh, endure much more of this. Let's see which one was that. Oh, what? Oh, English. Oh, this is. Oh, this is catchy. Why would you write this though? Where? <laughs> like, how do you get this in your head? It's gotta be Rob, man. You gotta be Rob. Rob's Such an artist. Wave. Oh, I love this. He's a pseudo artist. He's an artist. So, what is this hit? The, a ballad about metal. A ballad about metal. Here it is on Hellcast. Get ready to get moved. My rock banded. <laughs> <laughs> no, pseudo artista, man. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> rock bandits on the back, though. <laughs> I'm touched. It's got some potential. It's a ballad. It's a ballad about metal. <laughs> you wouldn't know that if you didn't know Polish, though. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> why was that? Why did that happen? Ready for another blast? It's coming. Yeah, I. It's... It doesn't even make musical sense. <laughs> Maybe if he was to blast over this tempo, it would have made a little more sense. But it was just like, just there. Like, what? 
What is he saying? I'm touched, man. I don't even know what he's saying. He's hitting me in the heart, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like an apple. <laughs> actually, the, the, the song actually is about him, like, banging a metalhead. I can tell it's moving, too. Did he have a rough childhood? <laughs> and that's the drummer of Magnus. That's, yes, that's Yaros. Hey man, come on down and play on my record. I want you to do blast beats. <laughs> Which I would just imagine like metal music going behind this and like him. I want to like take the get the vocal track only and like put that over top death metal. Oh wow, he just did a Magnus. Wow. That That's was it. awfully touching. That was the ballad about metal. <laughs> this is incredible. I could listen to this because it's just so funny. Who would own this? No one in the world would buy this CD, right? Do you know anyone that like well it's a CDR? What? <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I don't know Polish, but I'm pretty sure there's like seven songs in here that say the alternate version. Am I not right? Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Is, uh, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't good enough to get you the regular well, no, version. The last Here's... track the last track's called Psychola. Oh, right. It's, and then uh, there's, I guess, seven different versions of the Psychola ending after that. Oh, God. Um... What a buzzkill! Because you're like getting excited no, for this is, uh, album to be over, and it's like, fuck, brutal. we gotta listen to this again and again yeah, and again. What is the last again. time? What is the last time we had a CD that had seven different endings of the last song? Uh, never. <laughs> yeah, Maybe a demo compilation. And then, and then there is there's one more track after. Who's that. going? Like who was like, dude? The original was so good. I gotta hear what they had in mind before that. Before the genius was. <laughs> what? Wait, what is this? What are you? I mean, are you sitting on the shitter in this comes to you? Like, when, where do you get this idea? I'm gonna do what? This is horrible. <laughs> what? How do you like even book studio time for this? All right, dude, uh, you know, like there were the guys like, yeah, I'll set aside money making time for. I guess that is the way it was making time. money. It's last in the bank on that one. Play, play number six. What the? Because I can't take this one no more. Is this the same? Is this this? This is the same damn thing, right? What? <laughs> is that like Polish gibberish you'd say to your child? I mean, is he really speaking? What is he saying? Come on, I don't know, man. That's not Polish. Dude, what in the world? This is incredible. <laughs> what? Why would you ask that woman to come Dude, down to the studio would, and record I, on I your could album? Fucking, I could take three heads of acid and I would come up with shit dead genius. That's a problem. What? 
I, I don't get it. <laughs> who, who rehearsed this? You know what I mean? Like, who set aside that much time to lay this on tape? And then some poor bastard had to master this? Like, you know, or put it on a CD? I want this to come out on LP, man. <laughs> that would be amazing. Vinyl It'll this? go as well as that Magnus deal. He'll want like four thousand dollars for the CD, and then a bonus track. He would want six additional. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> Is this the last? <laughs> Dude, can we hear number six? We did. I, I, we heard every song on this album. Must we endure it twice? <laughs> All right, here we go. Is this metal for ballad again? No, this is number six. Oh wow! Hide behind me, because I don't think I can. It's shed called that many Hide tears Behind Me, Baby. Oh, <laughs> all right, here it is on Hellcast. Ooh, careful, Sebastian. Darn, darn, darn. Oh, I was waiting for Eye of the Tiger. Ooh. Tell me more, Rob Bandit. I, I feel you. I like the smell of your cologne, too. Ooh. I love when you speak Polish to me. Whisper. Oh, whisper. Oh, that's right. You did butcher your song. Oh. I can feel your breath, Bob Bandit. <laughs> Ooh. What is he saying? <laughs> I just like commenting. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he saying, Sebastian? Help us out here. It's actually a, a pretty interesting story plot. It's, it's him walking down the street and, you know, he sees three guys approaching, right? He what? He's talking about how he's afraid that they're going to kick his ass and he doesn't know how to fight. That kind of shit. What is he saying here? Go <laughs> kick my ass in Polish? What is that? All right. What is going on in the back of this? Doesn't it sound like something you whisper in a girl's ear, man, when you're slow dancing with her? I know, that's why I was getting all sexy there, for baby. A baby, we tell me more, Robert. We're going to do it tonight. I agree. <laughs> I want you too, Rob Bandit. Yes. Ooh. You're the one. Oh, you're the only one. How about French next? Ooh. Oh, you tell me all the right words. <laughs> You are the Scarlet Slaughter. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching my own death, too. There's some gods of that crime. There's a god of musical crime with this I'll be the album. god of your crime, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hawking cruise. <laughs> Why yeah, I know. I was waiting for like the, the black woman, like solo. Like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I can see this like in a Polish mobster movie. 
Yeah, like the ending scene where the guy got shot. Yeah. And the And the camera like circle circles around his body, man. Yeah. Shows him laying on the floor dead. Yeah, and then Rob Evil Rob like, Bandit comes walking in with his uh, striped suit and a kid throws an apple at him. That'd be fucking great. Best ending to the movie ever. <laughs> Oh, he just butchered his movie on. Oh my God, that's I don't I can't listen to it anymore. That was awful. Yeah, did, did we miss any tracks, man? Because every one of them. No, is just we did not so miss good. any tracks. Even if we didn't hear the tracks, we didn't miss them. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. Yes, and you get you, you guys can get this. This this is available. Where? Oh, where can we get it? This is this this is available straight from Rob you Bandit. You bootlegged it. That's what you did. No, this is this is his release, man. All right, hook us up. This is pseudo artista. So I I'm sure he's got more that he would probably love to sell. Dude, I'm gonna sell him. I'm gonna get the American distribution. But, uh, going. Let me see if there's anything that says in the booklet about that. I don't see anything.
Transmuting Michael Sherman! Even more, what are you doing? 
Paul's head bash has come and now has passed and a lot of work went into it. And I think anyone that was there got to see where all that work was really going um, as there's a lot of footage online and stuff and it's making its rounds. The light show and the, the projection behind the bands it was really cool for, you know, especially bands like if I personally, Crucify Mortals was playing, it'd be really cool because then, you know, now you can have your stage show and not have to really worry about it. You can go out there and play because especially for myself who plays an instrument, it's especially hard to try to do a stage show at the same time. So that was really cool to even have that and, uh, I think it really brought out a lot of bands and especially made it nice for people that, you know, definitely like the show atmosphere or the big show atmosphere. And I'm definitely one of them. Unfortunately, uh, some people may have thought that I would be going and giving a review on all the bands that I have seen. I was so busy doing other things, uh, helping out with running the thing that I didn't even really get to see any band. I think I've seen like maybe three songs or so of uh, Blood Feast and uh, maybe a song or two just walking, you know, uh, back and forth through backstage and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, every, it, it seemed to go very well and everyone seemed to have a good reception. And it was really cool that uh, the people that did come up and, uh, you know, say hi, that listened to Hellcast. It was really cool to, uh, to meet people and uh, th- that anyone even gave a shit to come out and show their appreciation and say that they listen to the show. It's always cool that, especially with the podcast world, that you put these things out in cyberspace and for people to pick them up and uh, then, you know, tell you uh, their favorite things or just that they even listen to the show, period, is a cool thing. So thank you for anyone that I've met and kept company in the 90 degrees that uh, it was in pretty much the whole venue. But, you know, that's something that happens when you got a freaking record high weekend for Labor Day in Cleveland. So what can you do but sweat it out and have a good time regardless? And the fest was going great. It went off without a hitch. Lo and behold, just like anything, uh, when you put all that effort into something, you eventually get fucked with something. Here you are on the last day of the goddamn event, three hours to possibly go. And sure enough, there's a dilemma backstage. And that is, of course, as I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it now, uh, Deafago, their guitar player, one of their members, punched a girl in the face. So first and foremost, not that it can even condones the fact, but she wasn't even supposed to be backstage to begin with. Secondly, I don't even understand really why that left the building. Why did it even go further than backstage? Why it wasn't even brought up a few days later and why did it even last for a few days of people speculating or even thinking that there should be more efforts taken into resolving that. Let's face it. There, there were no police called. She didn't press charges and the guy went home. She went home. She didn't break anything. So realistically, it's fucking resolved. Anyone that needed to be involved in that case was involved and took care of it. And unfortunately, just like everything else in this pussy, politically correct world, this, of course, then gets talked about. I feel probably, probably talked about not even because people even knew the right fact, but because it was a game of telephone because it did make it outside of the backstage area and into an area where no one had any business of even knowing. That's why backstage is exclusive, because there were people that I knew witnessed it happening, don't know the reason why, and didn't even really see it coming. If they don't know, 
then how can it go outside the fact it's going to be a, a game of telephone? And then further, it goes on the internet, and now people are speculating about it. It's just going to it getting blown out of proportion because it was nothing simple as this. People are trying to blow it out to be like it was a sexist thing or whatever. I mean, let's face it. That's the reason why this isn't even being talked about because a guy hits a woman, and now, oh, well, it's sexist. It ain't a fucking kindergarten playground. Like the rest of the world's trying to treat shit anymore because realistically it's just someone getting their ass kicked and fucking at a thing called head bash getting your face punched sounds pretty appropriate to me i'm not condoning the fact but at the end of the day like i said it's just someone getting their ass kicked her a a female male whoever the fuck is involved someone getting their ass kicked and it wasn't even that big of a deal and that's the fucking example that chaps my ass because not only is this now another example of something that I was close to that happened that is yet another example of politically correct leaking its way into things that are hitting closer to home to me and that would be obviously I like metal so Hellcast has taken some fucking bullshit something more recent I get to fucking hear about I don't know what uh, two episodes ago making a joke about them signing the band Magnus. They're from Poland and how the guy wanted uh he wanted a thousand dollars for a license agreement for the album and three bonus tracks and then he wanted two thousand dollars addition to get the five remaining tracks to the demo so three thousand dollars total to which i made the joke that that's very polish because the album is worth less than uh, your chopped up demo so then i got to fucking hear that i was making racial slurs against polish people and it's like what when the fuck did Polish become a race? Not even knowing what racist means, you're fucking being a baby about it. You, you, now you can't make jokes about shit. And that's just, again, another fucking example of this politically correct pussy world just trying to make big deals out of absolutely nothing. I mean, is it wrong or out of context to really make a joke about someone's ad- anything whether it be their ethnicity their their handicap their anything i mean we make jokes all the fucking time on this goddamn show is it any more wrong or right to sit there and make fun of the tardy brothers for doing a rap song or or just making bad music I mean, but it's okay to listen to that. No one's making a stir about that. Or they'll defend it if they disagree in a nice casual manner. But then when you bring in something's person's, you know, religion, race, creed, whatever it may be, then all of a sudden it's blowing out of proportion. It's just like, dude, I mean, fucking ball busting's ball busting. And you got to fucking man up, especially in a goddamn metal world. I mean, what the fuck? Let me throw this thought out there starting simply paul bailoff is known for well here here's something from the another lesson in violence live exodus album you know like out of over 100 of you guys here there's at least five people that probably don't belong here you know like it's a cool thing to do i don't know if i like the band but i'm gonna go because it's cool those people need to be found thrown out and destroyed so he says something like that, and he's been known, and that's kind of a rehash because it was his reunion for that show, for that live recording. So kind of saying the stuff they used to say back in the day, and Paul Bailoff was known for his, you know, t- t- exactly what, what he just said there. So let me throw this at you. How many people there that night do you think just stood there and went, 
And they just started looking at each other and, and just shrugged and did nothing. Maybe no on that night. But do you, of all the times that he said it, do you think that no one, especially in the thrash heyday, that no one at an Exodus show, a band that's been known for having crazy violent shows, took him fucking seriously and then started beating the shit out of who they deemed a poser? I mean, oh, but but it's fine. Because, well, he was beating up posers, and we don't like posers, so that that's fine. Let, let's beat him up? Okay, I, I gotcha. What about uh, the dude from Emperor? Don't exactly remember the, the full story, but uh, he killed someone. What about uh, John from Dissection? He killed someone. I, I believe he was a homosexual. So do we listen to Emperor and, and Dissection, or even more so Dissection, and go, well, you know what? This is a, uh, an anti-gay band. These guys are gay haters. But, oh, wait, that happened in the 90s, Reaper, so... You know, that was a while ago, and that was a different time. Oh, so we're just to forgive and forget then, huh? I mean, it, it makes no fucking sense. It's a hypocrisy any way you slice it, because maybe at the time, because it was a while ago, they did get some heat, and maybe because they didn't have the internet, it wasn't as widespread than now, but that's the fucking, that's a good point to, to throw it as, well, times were different, because times were fucking different, because not everyone could be a typewriter tough guy getting out their fucking opinion on bullshit and spreading spreading it to a level that is absolute bullshit and making it a big deal when it wasn't a big fucking deal. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't a big deal that he would kill someone, and regardless if he was gay or not, it doesn't really fucking matter. He, he still killed someone. But the fact of the matter remains that if you did forgive or forget, or if they did get shit at the time, no one's fucking bringing it up today in a politically correct world, because they did either forget or, for, give or forget, or frankly, just didn't give a flying fuck. And to me, that's a bigger fucking deal than a, a woman getting punched in the face who's fine who didn't press charges mind you dissection of uh, john from dissection served fucking jail time dude from uh, emperor sure served fucking jail time well they didn't serve enough jail time reaper that's their fucking country and that's how the authorities handled it and if, if that would be a lot of people's way of looking at it like well they didn't serve that much jail time i mean as an american i'm kind of looking at it like wow that's fucking crazy that those guys weren't life in prison but that's how the fucking authorities handled that situation and that's how it all goes around for this bullshit that it wasn't my fucking call it wasn't my fucking responsibility going even further then about what a year or two, maybe two years ago where uh the singer of necrophobic we did it we fucking covered it on hellcast he got arrested for abusing his wife and beating his children that's pretty fucking bad what did season of mist have to say on behalf of necrophobic I'm pretty sure nothing. And why would they? It's not their fucking problem. Why? Because they aren't fucking the law. They're a fucking record label putting out a band, and they so happen to be on their label. And it has to, unfortunately, if they disagreed with it that much, they're probably their obligation contractually and as a label had money synced already into it and couldn't even afford to not fucking put out their album or do anything further that any pussy politically correct person would want them to fucking do. And that would obviously be don't put out the album and, and 
get the band off their label, but they didn't. Why? Because they couldn't fucking do it, and it wasn't their fucking problem. The situation was handled by the appropriate parties. That's why we instill these people into the positions that they have to resolve these fucking issues. And that's why it's fucking ridiculous that you got all these fucking typewriter tough guys, because in my case so much, where you got some fucking idiot that's saying that I'm being racist over something that is the word he's fucking looking for, prejudice, and it ain't even fucking prejudice because it's a fucking joke and it's ball busting just in a different form. Now someone could stumble across looking for Hellcast and be like, this is a racist show. I mean, it's fucking bullshit. I think about it even further than this. If you got a bunch of fucking idiots now, it is a different time. And it is, it's affording everyone a voice. It's affording everyone the opportunity to get things wrong and pass bullshit. And that could be damaging, not towards the person, because we'll fuck that person then. Okay, great. But towards what you like, what you hold dearly as a as a metal fan. I don't want I want I want, you know, the, everyone wants to be supportive of, of bullshit that happens, but no one wants to fucking take responsibility what your words because it does matter now because a simple little post that was innocent can really jumpstart something something of interest. Let's look at it this way. What has happened recently that has made an uproar and has uh, altered pop culture as we know it? What comes to mind is that shooting in South Carolina, that racist kid that went and shot up the church. A bunch of innocent black people got killed because he was fucking racist and he was, was just as stupid. And that's why fucking racism is fucking stupid. Now he fucked it up for the rest of the people. Because now what happened? Now the South is up on an uprise and they want to get rid of the Confederate flag because it displays racism. And as a result of that, the show The Dukes of Hazards is no longer on the air because the car in there has a Confederate flag. And, and that's obviously displaying hatred. And that's a big fucking show. What do you think our small little metal crowd that already is a bunch of outcasts? Do you really think if something bigger or worse, say if there was another church burning because, oh, yeah, you know, it took Burzum however many years to get shit for not church burning, but for what being racist or saying things anti-American church burning. That was OK because no one was potentially in those churches when he burnt them down or no one was offended by that. I mean, I'm obviously not one for fucking religion, but at the same time, it's just like it's an uncalled for act. And what? He doesn't get shit for that because, oh, because it's cool. It's metal, man. It's fucking cool. It made it, you know, now he got a cool cover for his album. It's okay for that. So what do you really think if someone went out and did that again? Or one of these, another fucking crime, like we've talked about previously on the show, happens that is incorrectly labeled to happen because someone listens to a music. Do you really think now in a politically pussy world that, you know, we can get the Dukes of Hazard off the air, we can bury what happened in history and get the confederate flag to, to at least be talked about to ban it or get rid of it or eventually i guess it did that can happen but our metal isn't in isn't in jeopardy of being banned it can fucking happen and well we live in america you're free you ain't free motherfucker you apparently you're not because if the dukes of cat hazard can't be on the air that ain't freedom whether you condone or think that it is racist at the end of the day 
As Carnivore says, this is United States of America, and you have the right to hate whoever the fuck you want. And some of this shit has nothing to do with hatred, but that particular example does. And the thing of it is, is you better be careful what you fucking say, because definitely in a world now of everyone's got a goddamn voice, well, the innocent voice could be taken to the next level of the power by the powerful voice who wants to take that and use it against you. And me, I feel that Hellcast is a small, is a pretty small platform and it's already taken shit for stuff that was jokingly said so if someone's at a small form could take me the small guy and blow up my thing as saying more than what i even meant it as what the fuck do you think they will do yet again because they've done it to people that listen to metal and it just so happened to be involved in the crime and say well it had everything to do with music and nothing to do with him just being crazy what do you fucking think they're gonna do again and especially when they have fucking proof of some jackass falsely saying that someone did something because of, of a hate crime getting back to the Deafago thing that's what everyone's alluding to by even making a stir out of a guy punching a woman in the face. What happened to metal? What, what happened to this fucking attitude of being, you know, like the, this extreme music? It's starting to become fucking extreme pussies. I thought Morbid Angel had a t-shirt back in the day that said extreme music for extreme people. Where are these fucking extreme people? Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to go out and start doing hate crimes or being sexist and all that kind of shit, but it's just kind of like, where are you, why are you fucking sticking your nose and anything that doesn't fucking matter? You don't hear about the people that got beat up over a show because they were deemed a post. So why the fuck do you need to hear about someone just because of their sex? It doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. And if everyone wants to treat it that way by saying, well, you're you're a gay basher or you're racist or all that. Well, then put your money where your fucking mouth is then and, and also accept the other side of it that you don't fucking understand. And you're part of the problem. And if you want to continue to make a problem, well, then it's really going to potentially bite yourself in the ass. So realistically, if you hear something that you're offended by that and you listen to metal, shut the fuck up because you're being a fucking pussy because there's so many other things that you listen to that are way worse and you don't know these fucking people how many times have you come across that guy that's like you know i used to listen to said band and i don't listen to him anymore because when i met the guy he was a dick again failing to realize maybe that guy was tired maybe that guy was doing that that night maybe uh, you know some bitch said something that he did want to hit her in the face but he had to hold back all of his anger all that shit you don't fucking know the situation so don't stick your nose where it doesn't need to be this is a time more than any where you need to be careful what you fucking say because you don't even know. If it was directly the parties that were called out, them speaking ill on, on their behalf, then that would be one thing because then now it's open to an argument. But having some asshole generalize it, getting more and more people that just heard a bit or a piece of something, and then by the time they even hear the original take if they ever do they're either going to be they're going to go in it a little bit jaded because they heard they heard the bullshit before they heard the original thing the, the point's been driven but the extreme music world of metal is becoming such a big pussy world and it is fucking annoying this shit People can make jokes, and if you're going to be a pussy about it, you're going to see a decline in it because either A, someone's gonna, someone of power is going to speak out then to fight against it, or just even more subtly, the person that was doing it is going to be that much more afraid because now they're, they can't say anything. They're going to have to deal with a bunch of backlash, and it ain't going to be worth it. 
This has been Hellcast, and I am Reaper. Like every show, you can find the playlist online, linked to appropriate links so you can pick that up. Anyone wishing to chime in with anything that's ever talked about in the show, whether it's been on this episode or previous episodes, you can email me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. You can also send a video of yourself. You know, we live in a technological world where you have that ability to also record yourself. So fuck, that way I can't blow it out of context like a lot of people do. You know, we will have your voice. You can send that to hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. That's all for this time. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 